Hi, I'm Reina. I mean, I'm Enzo. <laughs> oh my God, that was awesome. And I'm Enzo. <laughs> and this is the Date Night Horror Show. You're Reina, so you have to do the boah. Boah. <laughs> no, actually, you need to do the boah. But since this is the zombie episode, which is the one you've been waiting for, which is your forte, you need to do the boah, but you need to do it in a zombie form. Ready? Huh? Here you go. Go Are for it. Are we gonna it. start over though? No, no, no. Go, for, go for it. And Ooh. this is the day. <laughs> and this is the date night horror show. Like <laughs> that? Is that zombie enough for you? Yeah, yeah. It kind of works. I just wanted to throw that at you, see what would happen. <laughs> Zombies. All right, here it is. The zombie episode. This Woo-hoo! is your forte, Dana. Yes, I love so. zombie. Zombies. <laughs> I do. I'm, don't don't sing that song. I don't think we can afford the licensing for it. That probably wasn't long enough. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, okay, so um yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so I was really trying to think how I could eloquently articulate why I love zombies so much. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. It's oh. it's just hard. I don't know. I, I think it's the creepiness of them, um, the way they move. Mm-hmm. I prefer, as I've said before, slower zombies, but doesn't mean I don't think the faster moving zombies are any less creepy. Um, yeah, it's just a different, I think it's a, it incites a different emotion. Yeah. The fact that they're dead, but they're still walking and, and then the way they, they crave human flesh. Yeah. Which is interesting and doesn't make sense because, just because they're zombies. I don't yeah, know. It's like it's, society eating itself. Yeah. So I have to go a little deeper on this particular um, reason for why I think zombies resonate. Um, as you know, I've, I've had a lot of loss in my life uh, early on as a kid. Uh, my father died when I was nine. Uh, my, my favorite uncle passed away when I was 12, 13. Um, so I think for me, what, why zombies resonate, and I know it's... I know this is it. Um, uh, under all of that gore and fun, I think the worst, the worst things you can experience in your life, the greatest horrors you can experience in your life, is seeing your loved ones gone and yeah. passed away. And that is a recurring theme in every single zombie movie you see. You see one character who's who has a loved one and sees the loved one and then has to do something about the loved one now being a zombie. It is a recurring theme in in every story, in the Walking Dead series, like everything, right? Yeah. So I think that's why it resonates. And I'll be totally honest with you, <clears throat> growing up and watching those really early zombie movies, they always had star power to me. Like they were always fantastic and fun and there was something about them uh, that I couldn't quite put my finger on. And, you know, now I just feel society is kind of catching up. And, you know, now the zombie is this big superstar. Um, but I think th- there was always a place, uh, you know, for zombies to be at the pinnacle like they are now. Yeah, definitely. I think Walking Dead really brought um, zombies to... A, a whole more new mainstream, yeah, absolutely. Or, I don't, not mainstream, but yeah, like introduce, reintroduce them to people who maybe weren't particularly fans before. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I, I also have had dreams where everyone that's important to me that I've lost, I've seen them as a zombie. Yeah, I'm telling you that that is it. That is always that thing in every single zombie story. Yeah. You you see one character seeing the person that they love turning into a zombie. You know, it's exactly the same. It resonates because we've all many of us have already seen a loved one in a casket, a loved one, you know, yeah. gone too soon. And I think that's why zombies resonate. And they're more than, you know, yes, there's these ups and downs with popularity, you know, different genre popularities. But, you know, th- there's there's a lot of substance to 
to zombie lore and why people love zombies, why people like dressing up as zombies. That's so much fun. Yeah, I it's, love dressing it's sort up of, as a zombie. Don't you think there's a similarity between that, you know, these zombie walks and kind of uh, Dia de los Muertos, you know, what oh, yeah. we celebrate as Mexican-Americans. Well, I never put that together. Maybe yeah. that's why I like dressing up as a zombie, because yeah. I love d- dressing up as Dia de los Muertos, too. Yeah, in Mexican culture, you you face death and you understand it and you celebrate it. Not in a morbid sort of way, but you in You celebrate a, their life. Yeah, it's part of... But, that they had. But you don't turn away from it. You don't. No. You don't pretend that we're not all skeletons. Watch Coco. That really explains <laughs> it really well. Yeah, it does. Um, but I, I think that's why zombie, you know, lore resonates for people. Yeah, I haven't had as much fun as I've had um, doing the zombie run, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, I don't think they do them anymore. Oh, you mean yeah, yeah. We used to go to these zombie. Uh, you know, survival things. And <laughs> there was always the survivor side, which were usually very athletic people. It was the runners. Yeah, the runners, the, the marathon people. It was like a 5K. And then there were the weirdos like us who wanted to be the zombies. And I have zero inter- interest in being a survivor. I always wanted to be the zombie. It's so much fun. Oh, my God. Those were really fun. It's Super unfortunate fun. that. I think they should do that stuff in high schools. <laughs> they should have those zombie runs in high schools because then... The jocks and the, you know, the weird kids, the kind of fringe kids, they they gain an understanding of each other. And it was a really, the times we've done it, it, it was a really positive experience. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, the runners would come over after the run was over and, oh, can I take pictures with you? Can can you take a picture with my kid? And, you know, it it, it was a really cool thing. Hopefully, you know. That'll start to come back. I'm sure so. it's happening in other parts of the country, but I think the organizers went under that uh, used to do it or something. I don't know because I went, they used to have a Facebook page and then it's not anymore. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow. So we went on <laughs> we went on a pretty big tangent. There, I know. Sorry. From, from but anyway, yeah. This is your episode. I I think I feel you need to spearhead this episode because again, it is your it is your forte. It is one of your favorite genres. So I'm just going to step back and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to ask questions here and okay. there. So I'm going to try not to talk as much as I usually do. Cause I, <laughs> wow, that'd passion, be something. Yeah. My passion kind of gets the best of me. That's I know good that. though. Cause I don't know. I don't always, I'm not always good about communicating my passion. So, okay, that's good. But like I said, zombies is for whatever reason, uh, for all, for all those reasons we just said, um, my favorite genre of movie However, when I was looking to remind because I always have to remind myself about what's out there because my memory is always not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that there aren't a lot of zombie movies that I actually like. Because there's, yeah, there's a lot there's of some filler ones. Yeah, there's a lot of filler ones. So I realized it was really hard to pick movies that I like because there are so many stinky zombie movies. <laughs> no pun intended. Zombies should be stinky, yeah. I think. But there's some stinkers out there. And yeah. so... Oh. Um, you know, the one thing I really tried to do when we do these podcasts is not repeat myself with the movies, but unfortunately, I think I've, I have talked about all of these movies. Yeah, but don't worry about that. Let, let's just, let's just start. And then, you know, if we've, we have talked about it before, we'll keep it brief. Um, and I have a, I have a surplus of zombie stuff on my list as well. But it, we'll do five and five each, and let's see how it goes. Okay. All right. So, in no particular order. Um, of course, my first one, I have to go with, with Dawn of the Dead, 1978 version. Mm, yeah. George Romero, the godfather of zombie movies. Yeah, to me, yeah, that is like a blueprint for how to make a good heart, like a good zombie movie. Yeah. I definitely enjoy all of his um, movies, but I like... This one in particularly the in particular the most. Okay. I think I just I don't know I I like the setting of it. Um, yeah. The characters. Um, I don't know, kind of some of the underlying messaging that goes yeah, along with yeah the the anti consumerism yeah they go to malls because they remember going to malls all that yeah and I like that it's set in a mall yeah because there's something creepy too just about thinking about an abandoned mall. Yeah. With 
yeah, yeah. go ahead no and, and something cool about it because then you get to go to like all those stores and stuff not that you need anything anymore with, in an apocalypse but kind of i don't know like finding those different things to fight zombies with and yeah um all the different escape routes and all that kind of stuff so yeah I just, and I, I think they it, it, that film really established kind of the modern framework for zombie movies like the fact that you have to get interesting zombie kills and you have to see large hordes because that's that gives you a certain feeling you know all that stuff you have to see kind of desperate moments between characters where you realize they have nowhere to go they're they're at a dead end and they're all coming in you have to count on strangers yeah like there's there's all these great tropes that were kind of developed you know in really kind of that second step from, of course, Night of the Living Dead, uh, which yeah. is also awesome. But um, I'm going to have to counter that, not counter it, but I'm going to have to add to that with my first choice, which is the the sequel to Dawn of the Dead, which is Day of the Dead. Yeah. And the reason I picked Day of the Dead, I absolutely love some of the kills in that movie. mm they are unmatched. That's like the, true. The way the zombies tear people apart. Yeah. I remember seeing that, you know, as a god, I had to have been, what, 13, 14 around there. And they're so creepy. Like, it's... Really creepy. And you st- you can still watch those scenes, and, and still there's a reaction, you know? And then, like, you'll hear characters screaming, you know, their last, their last screams, and then you'll hear their voice box going... <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. oh man, creepy details. I think that's too what's creepy about the zombies being slow moving too, is they're slow, but then they, as they're tearing you apart, them being slow yeah. about it too. Yeah, it's, it's like, just, oof, it's like being murdered with a spoon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's, oh man. And they, the numbers, they have a lot of, they have a lot of zombies in those movies. Like Dawn, yeah. Dawn and Day. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's the whole, that's the whole allure. It's like you you eventually become overwhelmed mm-hmm. and kind of screwed over, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. Um, I, there are things about it. I mean, if you you know, no. if young people watch it now, there's there's some kind of schlockiness to it. Um, some of the acting is there's some inconsistencies as far as acting goes, but I think for its time, you know, it knew what it was trying to do. Uh, there's definitely a lot of social commentary there, mm-hmm. you know the, you know what happens when the military takes over that sort of thing, um, but it is a really entertaining zombie. Yeah, movie. it is. It, that's a fun movie. We need yeah. to watch that again. Both of those. Yeah, they tried remaking uh, Day of the Dead, and it just didn't have the same spirit. No. For me, mm-hmm. um, I I kind of wish it would have been good because there again there are some things that. That they could have improved upon, but it just didn't have the same, the same feeling and flavor. So yeah, yeah. Okay, what's uh, do you have your next one? So the next one are the twenty eight days and twenty eight weeks later. Yeah, those are. I kind of grouped awesome. them together because I liked both of them. I yeah. know you preferred one over the other, but um, I, I liked them both. What I really liked about it, especially at the time, was there weren't any good zombie movies out there yeah it it kind of and then it kind of resurrected the uh, the zombie um genre so and they were good they were good movies yeah and i and i respect the fact that they're they were like well you know we want to do a zombie movie but we got to do something to shake people up Mm -hmm. like it it felt like that and then i loved how it was shot the first one felt like guerrilla filmmaking yeah it's yeah it had a really cool vibe to it and then the actors were really strong for you know, that's definitely, you know, a genre, you know, kind of zombie thing. Yeah. It seemed like a, a, a better made zombie film. Yeah. And, you know, and with more money to it. I mean, before everyone freaks out, we know they're infected. They're not zombies. We know they're, they're still alive. Yes. So, you know, people kind of freak out about <laughs> the semantics of that. But yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was good. I think the reason, the reason I love the second one so much is the first, 15 minutes of the yeah. second film. Oh my God. It's like a masterpiece. Yeah. It shakes you up. Like, I love that. But there, I mean, there's great moments in the first film. So, yeah. yeah I just thought it was really, I, like I said, for me, it was resurrecting the zombie genre after mm-hmm. kind of a lull. 
Yeah. And and uh, 28 Days Later, it kind of turns into Day of the Dead. Like, you know, it, it brings up the whole military taking over thing yeah. as well. So there's definitely a, a lineage to the Romero films um, that are in those films. Yeah. Uh, and I love how everything's kind of uh, color, color corrected to look kind of sickly. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of... Uh, oranges and yellows in yeah. in the tinting. It's very is, um, yeah. doomsy. Yeah. Yeah. And then when one of the pivotal uh, paternal characters, you know, when when something happens to him, it's it is really sad. It's really sad, and it's also really scary as yeah. well. So, yeah, those those movies, I have a a great deal of respect for them, and I think that's why the zombie genre. When you see certain zombie films, within the first 10 minutes, you can tell if these people are just going for a cash grab or they're actually zombie fans. I think passionate zombie uh, audiences know how to make great zombie films. Yeah. I think um, people who aren't that into horror... I think they'll just exploit horror and try to make something and kind of stumble through and they go, oh, yeah, that's good enough. No, it's not good enough. <laughs> we can smell it a mile away. So, yeah, unfortunately, the genre is kind of exploited. It is, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so what's yours? Okay, so uh, my next pick is Dario Argento's Demons. Mm-mm. <laughs> what? You're pushing that envelope <laughs> big time. That is not a zombie movie. It kind of is. I mean, it's it's got all the framework it's of zombie, zombie adjacent. Movie. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, the same sort of stuff happens. You know, the it takes place in a movie theater, but the the infect infection point happens when the girl puts the mask on, and then. Everyone starts to get infected and you know run around, not, run around biting each other. So they're not zombies. Yeah, technically they're not zombies, but I love good those movie. movies. Good movie, good movies. They are. I agree with that. It is a good movie, and you should watch it if you haven't. But it's don't expect a zombie movie because it's not. Yeah, Ex- expect um, kind of a a European zombie movie. Like it has a it has a Euro flavor, which I really like as well. Um, I love the second one too, you know. No, they're great movies, but they're just not zombie movies. Yeah, technically they're not zombie movies, but they technically not technically they're not they zombie movies. They behave as zombie movies, and they're really fun. They're super. They fun. are. No one's arguing with that. And but I, they're not. No. One of the things I like about it is that it. I think it was filmed in Germany, um, but they're trying to make it look like kind of nondescript U.S. And they have like yeah. they have like these U.S. punk kids, and it's all a little off. But I think that's what gives it its charm. Definitely, it's, it's got its major '80s charm to it. Um, you know, oh my god, I I really enjoy those movies. Like, yes, they're great. They're I, fun. We, we watched both of them again over the summer. They were on Shutter, and they're so fun. And and the ingenuity, you know, with all the makeup work, and. The way like they make a zombie come out of a TV and oh, super cool, um, not, yeah. I, not a zombie. N- it's technically, <laughs> I guess, not a zombie <laughs> movie, but I still love. It's a good movie though. Both of those movies. Watch it if you haven't. They're they are yeah. fun. They are a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think Dario Argento his 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 approach to gore is really weird, and I really like that. He mu- he must be a weird like dude. the way the teeth pop out and get replaced by the, it's it's a little clumsy but it there's just something about it that i really like and i don't know what it is it's just it has that charm like the horror kind of charm to it you like those kind of movies what's that you like those kind oh of movies. god yes i love italian horror and because of that that oddness it's it's just so it's so different it's like putting different seasoning on you know your your tuna sandwich. You know, like, it, there's just, I don't know. Anyway, uh, do you have another one? Yes. My zombie movie <laughs> is <laughs> Dead Snow. Uh, yeah, that's on the I love Dead Snow. Yeah. The, the, okay, so it's, I've talked about this in past po- podcasts. It's a, it's a zombie movie and they're, um, 
what's it called? Nazis, zombie Nazis. Yeah, the, the um, a bunch of skiers find, yeah. Yeah. Running into so, some Nazi zombies. I mean, the story itself's kind of like okay. I think what I really like about Dead Snow is, well, one, it's creepy that they're Nazi zombies because just being a Nazi is creepy already. Yeah, and they're thinking. Yeah, and they're thinking you know, zombies. They have a commander and all that. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Because it's an army. So it's an army of Nazi zombies. Yeah. And yeah, they're thinking and they organize and they know what they're doing. Yeah. And I also like the way they look. Yeah. I like the way the, the makeup is on yeah. them. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and it, it's one of those movies that kind of went under the radar as well. I mean, not with horror fans, but yeah. And they made a sequel, which was, it leaned more towards comedy. Yeah, that, that second one was just okay. I think the first one was a really good blend. Like yeah. A, kind of a perfect blend. But my favorite part was definitely the makeup job on the zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, what's yours? Since we're on the topic of Nazi zombies, Uh-oh. I have to mention... My all-time favorite Nazi zombie movie, and it's it's old, it's older, but I just really love it. I love the design of the Nazi zombies in this. Uh, it's called Shockwaves. Um, it's 1977. Uh, Peter Cushing's in it. He plays like an old um, uh, German scientist. He's on the. He lives on this island on his own, and these weekend. Um, Weekend uh, travelers are on this, you know, this little boat, and they they crash up onto the the shore, and they don't realize that there are Nazi zombies around. There's an old wreck, this old kind of battleship wreck uh, on the island, and whenever the Nazi zombies sense um, intruders, they come and they kill everyone. Oh yeah, those Nazi design, those Nazi zombie designs. Hold up to this day. Yeah, well, you could really take good. them and put them in a modern zombie mm-hmm. movie, and they would look just as good. The they have these cool goggles on, and they have these like these like Caesar cuts, but their their um, their hair's um, platinum. And they just look so they they have that creepy cool thing. Yeah, you know. And then the, oh my god, the movie poster, the art on the movie poster is awesome. And you have Peter Cushing, which I absolutely love. That I love I love that movie. It's yeah, it's I forgot so about cool. that one. That was a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And since you were talking about Nazi zombies, so of course I have to put this movie on my list, which is Train to Busan. Yeah. Again, I've talked about this that's movie on before, my list too. but we recently rewatched it after I had talked about it, and it is such a good zombie film. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's... so it's um, it's about this um. This dad that takes his daughter um, on a train in Korea to go see her mom. Because they're while, separated. Yeah. So and while they're on this train, this zombie apocalypse breaks out. Yeah, and they're trying to figure out, try, trying to get to Busan. Um, it's interesting. I'm I'm really glad we saw it again because there's a huge theme in there as well um, about you know. What what are you willing to give up to become a successful businessman? Mm. You know he misses his daughter's um, birthdays. You know he Recitals. doesn't spend time. That that's he gives her this birthday gift, that, and he's already given it to her. Oh man, it's it really hits the nail on the head. And and I had forgotten about yeah. that sub theme. And again, great horror. Those sub themes are what makes makes it resonate with you. That's what makes the viewer, yeah. you know, that's the substance uh, behind all the gore and all that. Well, I, that's what I think I really like. Besides, the zombies are really awesome. And they're fast-moving zombies, and they're but they're very cool. Um, but I, it's like the characters on that bus, on that train yeah. are just, you really get to see a lot of what they're made of. Yeah. And what they are willing to do to survive also. Yeah. And the kind of people they are. And there's some great people and there's some really shitty people. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because uh, the businessman is kind of an archetype in zombie movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the guy will do will screw anyone over, you know, that sort of thing. And what's interesting about this movie is that they make the main protagonist that guy. And then the characters around him, they're talking about how he kind of buys and sells people's 
uh, futures and that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, they they're constantly ribbing him on that, but he's actually you know just a good man who's who's just trying to you know provide for his family and. But he does realize over time that he hasn't, you know, spent the kind of care and time on his family. Yeah. And it's all in there. And then, and then you have this really cool, scary, fast-paced zombie movie. Yeah, the, the zombie um, violence is relentless. Yeah. And it's not, it's not your typical zombie movie in the, in the blood and gut, like the guts part of it. Like, you know, tearing yeah. them open and you see them eating their insides and all that. Yeah. Um, but it's still pretty gory and scary Yeah, and puts you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. And uh, one thing I would say too, is that there's a, there's an emotional core to the movie. Oh yeah. That this little girl carries. Really good actress, by the way. Like she's this amazing young actress. How old do you think she is? Like nine years old, eight, nine years old? No, no older than nine. And she, when she needs to cry, she cries, and you're you're like choked up, like you gotta, yeah, <laughs> you get you get like a frog in your throat seeing her cry because it's just so genuine looking, and it's and it's really scary too to see a child cry like that. I, I was blown away by her performance. Yeah, she was amazing. I remember loving it the first time for that, and and watching it again, mm-hmm. seeing that performance was was amazing. Yeah, if you have not watched Train to Busan, please watch it. Ah. And if you have seen Train to Busan, make sure you watch the prequel animated movie oh, called yeah, that, Soul Station. That one's good, too. Yeah, that one's really good. And it has a lot of social commentary and sub-themes and really cool animated um, zombie action, too. It's it's another one that's great. I can't wait for them to do a sequel. I hear they're making an American version of Train to Busan. I'm a little weary Ooh. of that because... Yeah. I, I worry sometimes Hollywood takes out the best of things and then, you know, then they're left with nothing. Yeah. But hopefully not, though, because it's a really good movie. So my next one is Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's funny. Because then, you know, I, because I think you've I, forgotten no, 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 how no, good no, no, Shaun of the Dead I'll is. Tell, I'll, you'll understand why with my next pick. Okay. Why I'm laughing. I think Shaun of the Dead is the perfect example of comedy horror um sometimes when they put that formula together there's way too much comedy and not enough horror then i feel it's like okay this is a this is a comedy movie that's just using horror but when you balance the two you can have them both coexist you that that's been proven in in other uh great uh horror comedies but you have to have enough of the horror and i feel like this movie starts off comedic, um, and it progressively becomes more and more horror. And you see character just characters die. You see all the the bloody, you know, zombie violence. You care about when these characters, you know, meet their end and all that. And it's hysterical all the way through too. Like yeah. there's a lot of really clever ideas uh, from start to finish. Um, I loved Shaun of the Dead, and I think Shaun of the Dead helped usher in the the new renaissance of of um, yeah. zombie movies as well um and i loved it and you can tell i mean when they did it they they're making a zombie movie that you know comes out of nowhere you know the genre wasn't setting the world on fire at the time so no no that's a good it's a good movie i like it yeah and i it, liked it. it was fun yeah I, yeah that's a good one i love it but i take your uh Shaun of the Dead, and I give my next pick, which is Zombieland. Oh, uh, yeah. Zombieland, awesome. Cause, and I picked it for the same reason, because I felt it did the comedy and horror Yeah. well. You know what's cool about Zombieland, too, is that it... I remember when we went to see it, I was sitting there going, oh, God, hopefully this isn't, you know, constant laughing and, and no horror. And the first opening sequence... With for whom the bell tolls by Metallica, remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And it's all in slow motion, and you're seeing people running from zombies. You're seeing all, all the zombie violence in slow motion. You see every little detail, every little gore. You know, you see the dark blood, and I'm like, holy shit, these people know what great zombies look like. Yeah, from right out of the gate. I feel that's really important is to get the zombie look right. Because mm-hmm. if they look too cheesy, yeah. 
it's, it doesn't work. It I doesn't think that's work. one of the things that Walking Dead has really raised the bar. Oh yeah. On what zombies look like, especially the way they've, you know, every season they decay a little more and more. Yeah. Yeah, Their and and, and Greg Nicotero, he's he's of that lineage. I mean, he he worked he worked and was in Day of the Dead. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have to pay respect to it. If you're not paying respect to it, you know, horror fans can smell that a mile away. And Zombieland again, everything about Zombieland is funny. Mm-hmm. Like the fact Bill Murray's in it is I amazing. Love I loved that. It's, and he was Bill Murray. Yeah, he, and he played. Oh, it's so good, but it's still really scary. Like the zombies are scary and creepy, and you want to stay away from them and everything. It has all that stuff. Yeah. So I think that's another great example of how to do comedy horror. Yeah. You know. That, yeah, definitely, and I, that's why I picked. It. I thought you were gonna. That's why I laughed when you said Shaun of the Dead because I thought maybe you might rib me a little for Zombieland. So I was glad that you picked. Uh, okay. Shaun no, of the it Dead. was. It was also. It was also one of my, <clears throat> one of the ones on my list. Oh, as well. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Okay, so my last choice is actually a newer film that we saw recently. Okay, cool. It's called "The Night Eats the World," and it's about uh, a young American who's who's living in Paris, and he breaks up with his girlfriend during a party, and then when he wakes up, there's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that was a good right one. outside his door. Brutal too. You know what? It's interesting because I really like this movie because it showed what it would be like for someone to survive alone. Yeah. For long periods of time. And, you know, and what what that does to you, what mm-hmm. what it does to your personality. Um, and then I thought the, the zombies were done really well. They were. You know, they had this eeriness to yeah. them. I really like the journey that he goes on. And yeah. there's some twists in there. Um, or a twist in there, which was really interesting. And it's, what I like is just very dismal. Yeah. Like it just, the whole movie's just re- really dismal. Yeah. And it kind of centers around being alone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he has kind of, his living quarters are pretty cool. Like he has most of an apartment building, but, you know, he's by himself. Yeah. And, you know, it's cool to see how he's slowly, he's slowly going nuts. You know, mm-hmm. being in that scenario, um, I really like what happens in the middle too, like the really grim event. Yeah. Like that. That's that's some heavy stuff. Really heavy. Yeah. That's some really heavy moments, and the zombies are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the main character does like these really unusual things, and I think that shows his humanity, his uniqueness, mm-hmm. the way he approaches certain things. Um, the the thing he does where he plays, you know, he he's playing uh, drums and also playing other um, musical instruments yeah. to kind of pass the time and keep himself from going nuts. It, it, I really like that movie yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was really good. It was a really interesting angle on a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really wanted to put that one on, on my list. Because it it's more about his journey than the zombie. Yeah. It's themselves. Yeah, it really is. But then it has all the grim kind of yeah. tropes that come with a zombie apocalypse Definitely. and it has it sort of reminds me of 28 days later like the the yeah. views from the rooftop you know i mean yeah. this is this is paris so but it's still it's still a really good one to look for yeah um that one is 2018 yeah very very recent, very recent. i think we saw it on prime or, or netflix one of Shutter, those maybe yeah possibly yeah um but yeah that that Look for it. What's it called again? Yeah. The Night Eats the World. Zombies. Okay, cool. So we have our five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, honestly, there's there's probably ten more we could bring up, um, but we want to get to the the reviewing portion of, of our format. So we're going to see two zombie movies, more current ones. Um the first one we're going to see is Ravenous. Mm. Uh, Le Affames. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's, it's French Canadian, so I don't. I don't know how that's pronounced. But um, what is that? I, I think it's like the Ravenous. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. Uh, we're going to see that, and then we're going to see uh, another movie called Cargo, which came out this year, and mm-hmm. it's a Netflix 
Netflix original. Oh, okay. Awesome. So, okay. Both zombie movies? Both zombie movies. Cool. Cool. Can't wait to see them. Are we ready to do this? We're ready to do this. All right, let's do it. And now, our feature review. Okay, we're back. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, did you get your zombie fix from these two movies? One of, <laughs> one of them, maybe uh, a little bit. Don't don't feel bad because I sort of feel that way too. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Um, let's do cargo first. Okay. So, do you want to read the synopsis for that, just so people know what it's about? Oh, sure. So, it was made in 2017, and it's after an epidemic spreads all over Australia. A father searches for someone willing to protect his daughter. Mm. This one did not do it for me at all. Uh, I don't know about at all, but yeah. Mm -mm. It, there's some, sometimes there's uh, horror movies will come out and there's not enough horror. And I, I honestly feel they yeah. could have done, they could have added enough horror for it to be horror. But sometimes, I mean, being a horror fan like I am, I, I feel like I get blue balls. I get, I get horror movie blue balls. Like I, I need to see a, at least a little bit, and I think everything around the story is great. Like it's very heartfelt. Um, it's really sad and poignant, but I needed a little bit more on the horror side. I feel it for me. It just no. First of all, I can't stand when the main characters are just do really dumb things. Mm. Yeah, and from the beginning they kind of yeah do they do things. really yeah. dumb things, and I know I have to see it as you, they've never been through a zombie apocalypse, and I'm a zombie apocalypse you know watcher and all that. Yeah. So you know the you know you know to stab them in the brain and all that kind of stuff. We know that right if that happens to us. But I, I, you know, I almost felt like his uh, what the father does is almost a suicidal thing. No, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not suicidal, like subconsciously. Self-sabotaging. Maybe. But he has a, a kid to think about. And I mean, that whole thing is sweet. And the people he encounters yeah. along the way, it's very sweet. There wasn't enough zombies. I didn't think the zombies looked that great. Mm. Well, they definitely weren't the focus so much. I like no. it was almost like um, the sickness itself took center stage more than yeah. anything. Um, and that was interesting. But yeah, again, it didn't... It didn't have enough of the danger needed. No. You know? Um, I, but then there were there were other ideas that I thought were really cool, like the, the way the, um, the Aborigine uh, people, they were dealing with the whole outbreak in a different way, yeah. going back to their old ways, and I think that's a really interesting idea. Um, we saw something like that in Fear the Walking Dead when they go to Mexico and, you know, the the people there are kind of taking it almost like a day of the dead thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, those are interesting ideas. But there, the little there girls, was, the sorry. little girl's character is really interesting. Not the baby, but the, you know, the young girl. Um, there were some really cool ideas in the movie, I think. But for me as a horror fan, I felt a bit unsatisfied. So I, I would, it I would was more that. about the people being a danger to each other than the zombies. Yeah. I don't like when it's that. Yeah, yeah. I know I get it. I when when um when the zombies themselves kind of take a back seat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I can't stand that when we're watching The Walking Dead and it's constant human on human treachery. It's um they almost remove the zombies from the whole show and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, there it's a zombie apocalypse. That drives me crazy too. I it wasn't that for me. I, I just feel like this movie, there just wasn't enough horror. And I think, I think people who don't like horror will love this movie. Like they'll get caught up in the human drama, which is Maybe. which is well done. It's all right. Um, Martin Freeman's in it, and he's like, he's such a great common man, like every man type of guy. Um, and that those elements worked, but for me, as a whole, for a horror movie. It left me a bit unsatisfied. Zombies. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about Ravenous? So Ravenous is also 2017. And it says, In a small town, remote village um, in upstate Quebec, 
Things have changed. Locals are not the same anymore. Their bodies are breaking down and they have turned against their loved ones. Yep. I like this movie. Yeah, this one was good. This one was a good movie. It was a quirky little horror movie. Mm -hmm. Like a quirky little zombie horror movie. Yeah. Um, I like I like when when they take the the zombie uh, genre and then they add their own kind of uh, lore to it. You know, like, oh, the zombies do this, the zombies do that. What I liked about these zombies is that they were kind of sneaky. So, like, there would be moments where the some of the main protagonists would feel safe and then all of a sudden there's like a zombie right behind them like they hadn't even heard them and then they had they added a they act a little weird too um they do this thing where they all stack uh chairs and it, it's so interesting it's it sort of reminded me of um the way uh dawn of the dead is kind of a you know it's a commentary on commercialism mm. this is more like commentary of like we're all just squirrels we're all just collecting stuff you know what i mean that's what i got from it what, what did you think really i don't know i didn't did you think it was just some weird what, what did you think of those chair things i was kind of i'm gonna be honest i was a little confused by the chair thing I, I liked it. It, it made a, it a really bold weird. visual. And then, then the way they look at the chairs and all that. Yeah. It's really strange. To me, it was almost like they were making a sculpture. Oh, interesting. Of the chairs. Ooh, that's kind of interesting, Or like a, maybe like a, like a deity. Maybe it means some something. Sort. Yeah, because yeah, the way they looked at them was almost like they were worshiping them. Yeah, it's interesting because both could work. And that's I think, what I got from it. I think that's what's interesting about it is that there's a mystery there. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that, there were, there were some cool moments. And, and one thing, one thing I felt, and maybe, maybe it's cause it's French. I mean, it's French Canadian, but the way some of the characters were dressed in kind of almost iconic, you know, like the, the lesbian couple, the way they're kind of, they almost look like little twins. Oh yeah. Um, it reminded me of like something you would see in city of lost children, that, that old mm. French film. Um, there was kind of a quirkiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also really, there, there were a couple of jokes. The, these two characters tell each other jokes. And oh my God, you were cracking up like crazy. <laughs> some of the jokes were really funny. They're corny, and but they're the cute. the humor was funny. Um, it was still really grim. Really, really, really grim. grim. Um, and violent. And so it yeah. didn't leave me unsatisfied. No, it was a good balance between the human drama and the zombie. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's an instant classic. No, but it's a it's a respectable. Yeah, it's a entry. good date night movie yeah. at home date, type of. You mean a good date, date night, night horror, horror show movie? Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, no, no, you can't do that. You have to do the zombie do version. Oh, yeah, Let's do that again. <laughs> Forget. It. I'm just. I'm just messing with you. Okay, so no, now that we've done the reviews and, yeah. you know, I, I'm not really big on numbers. I don't know if, if we should start incorporating numbers. Oh, you mean like rate it? Yeah, but I, I think I think, um, I think numbers are always, uh, they're just too rigid. But, um, yeah, um, I would say that I think both movies are worth a watch. They really are. I'd skip the but, first one. But don't expect Cargo to satisfy you as a horror fan. I that's, skip Cargo. That's what I'm saying. Personally, um, no, no. Watch Cargo as a like if it's not a horror movie because it's sort of Why not. Why bother? Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> I don't think it's a bad film. That's mm-hmm. my point. It's just not a satisfying horror film. And I think I I really liked Ravenous. Um, I liked its quirkiness. I liked its uh, French Canadian flavor. Um, the locations were really nice. Mm-hmm. It had some interesting ideas. I think it's worth watching for Definitely. sure. Definitely. You should yeah. check that one out. Yeah. That one was a good one. Zombies. So, Reina, uh, we wouldn't have a, a complete zombie episode without bringing up your favorite show. The Walking Dead. And um, since we're going a little more in-depth here, I feel like we do need to signal um, the spoiler alarm for this one. Definitely. Yeah. Cue it. 
Who are you pointing at? <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm role playing. Beware. Spoilers ahead. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about the show. Um what are your thoughts on the show? I'm really liking this season a lot. I feel like Walking Dead has had a lot of ups and downs throughout yeah. its um, you yeah, know, definitely. history. But I really feel um they're starting to really um pick it up again. Yeah. And the intro- introduction of the whispers. Oh my god. Yeah. I love that idea, that concept. I don't think I've ever seen it in any movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, or show that have to, you know, zombie show or yeah. movie. I, it, it's pretty. It's a pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it's interesting because um, I knew about them coming up, um, and I told you without trying, without spoiling it. I was like, you know, if I if I actually were to exist in this world and decided to survive. I might do something like what these guys do um, because it's so unique. It's like, yeah. And it involves, you know, yeah, I mean, costuming really. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, um, it was freaky being introduced to, I knew nothing cause I, you know, I hate spoilers and I don't watch trailers or anything. So, yeah. um, just when they first introduced them and they were, you know, whispering, they were, yeah. all that stuff oh my god that was so fun and for hordes me hordes of zombies that was fun for me because again i knew i knew what they were and who you know how they uh survive and but you didn't know mm-hmm. so you're like are they evolving are there are is this a new strain of zombie you know like yeah. it, it was really interesting to to see your your speculation on that um and i agree with you i think the this season has gotten particularly good again yeah despite all the the huge problems uh and people leaving and, and them the killing people bad off. choices yeah and, yeah they made they've made some really bad choices but that have led to really unfortunate exits but i um yeah this season is really really good yeah i feel like the writing is almost rebooted um mm-hmm. i think conversations are interesting when conflicts uh appear they don't play out the way you expected them to um I always felt like uh, a lot of the conflicts in the past was a lot of fan service. It's like, oh, let's let's watch everyone be badass. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and I feel like I can't quite predict how a show will how a how an episode will end. And I think that's when the show gets exciting. Yeah. The the six year uh, gap is is also an interesting kind mm-hmm. of reboot or reset because there's a lot of intrigue that happened in those six years that you want to know about. Yeah. So it, it's definitely piqued my interest. Yeah. And then of course the introduction of the whispers and, you know, and all that. It's also interesting to see Judith at that age and finally becoming a character on the show. Um, it is kind of sad that what she's doing now on the show is really what Carl Carl was meant to do. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of them killing off Carl. Cause that I, was just, I don't even understand it. Yeah. Like, there was no purpose yeah, there really to wasn't. them killing him off at all. Yeah, like many other fans, I expected Chandler Riggs to kind of carry on the baton and be the new Rick, you know. Yeah. It, I don't know why they killed him it, off. He, it just didn't He doesn't make die sense. in the books. The actor wasn't looking to leave, so you can't even blame it on that. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it was Stupid it was decision. a disservice to him and I think to the fans too because I yeah. think we all we all liked um, Carl a lot. Absolutely. Um, but you know they're they're trying to fix the problem and Judith is is now doing all the things that Carl was meant to do. You know the relationship um, with Negan and all that. Um, but you know I'm I'm uh, I'm remaining optimistic because so far the writing the writing has improved mm-hmm. the dialogue has improved. The smaller moments between characters have, have gotten pretty good. Yeah. And I can't predict how an episode will end, which is really good. So, yeah, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I really love this. And like I said, I really love this season. I think, um, I don't know if they just hired a bunch of new writers or what they did, but whatever they did, they did something right. And this season 
has not had one clunker episode so far. Yeah, yeah. And it's been elegant, too, which is yeah. great. Because sometimes they'll even, you know, like there'll be episodes that are just kind of filler episodes. Yeah. And I don't feel there's been any of that this season so so far. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful as well. And I'm really looking forward to seeing Alpha and Beta, like, you know, um, their character arcs and kind of what happens with them as well. I think that's going to be really exciting. So I love Alpha. Yeah, great. and it's crazy that Samantha Morton is Alpha. She's so she's great. so good. That accent too. Oh that my she gosh, does. she's so creepy. Oh, super super creepy. And I think the introduction of Alpha, uh, you know what she does with the baby and all that, how how cruel that all is. Oh my god, it was horrible. And then the way Connie completely responds to it, and you know, at that point, I, I thought the her as a character was an interesting character. But mm-hmm. when she goes and risks herself to save that baby, that I was like, okay, she's she's a new regular. Like, I'm I'm with her now. Yeah. And uh, the scene in the uh, cornfield was really interesting. Oh, my God, cool. it was so scary. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It reminded me a lot of um, uh, A Quiet Place, like moments mm-hmm. in A Quiet Place with, yeah. the, with the deaf daughter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like... They're ushering in these new characters, and they're actually doing a pretty good job of making you like them and kind of care, slowly start to care about them. Um, and you're seeing older characters like Daryl, um, with, with, they're showing more breadth to their personality yeah. and uh, more depth to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so far, yeah, I agree with you. I think this latest season has been really, really... Uh, artfully done so far yeah i'm really happy because when rick left yeah it was a big blow oh my god i didn't i didn't think i would recover yeah from it um as far as like your interest in yeah the show. my yeah. interest in the show or where they would take it yeah um and we'll see because more more people are leaving but um yeah i guess we'll see what i mean if it if the writing continues to be this good and they continue to introduce interesting characters then I think it's it'll it's it'll pick great. it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Zombies. So, Dana, I wanted to um, use this episode to kick off another segment that I'm really passionate about, and I feel like we need to have on the show. It's a segment I call "Heroes of Horror." Nice. Um, there's so many people, men, women, who have shaped and. Mm-hmm evolved the craft of of horror and i feel like us as horror fans we should kind of call them out and you know uh champion our heroes of horror and since this is a zombie episode um Hmm. i know you have one that you want to you want to talk about definitely and i feel the same way about this particular one of horror my hero of horror has to be george ed romero aka godfather of the dead very apropos for the episode (laughs) um he was born in the bronx new york and after graduating from college in the 60s he began shooting short films and tv commercials want to hear a fun fact sure one of his first commercials was a segment for mr rogers where mr rogers undergoes a tonsillectomy are you serious yes wow i thought the irony of the person who would become the zombie guru and a beloved children's icon working together just really awesome. puts a smile on my face because yeah, awesome. I love both of them. Yeah, both of them are, were great. So, of course, you know, Night of the Living Dead was his first movie. Mm-hmm. But did you know that it was the original title was Night of the Flesh Eaters? Ah, okay. Yeah, I did not know that. Hmm. Um, but he co-wrote this one, direct and put up his own money. Um, and the movie was criticized due to, the, of course, the violence and the gore that audience hadn't really experienced before right. in that way. And it was also praised for the social commentary kind of by accident. Um, because, as you know, the lead actor was an African-American. And at the time, um, audiences felt that it was really reflective of the r- racial tensions that was happening then. Mm-hmm. Um, also because Martin Luther King was assassinated the same year that the oh, film wow. came out. Yeah. So Romero, when he was always asked about it in interviews, he always stated he was that wasn't the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, when they wrote it, they envisioned 
just a white actor playing it. Mm-hmm. But when they were casting their friends of actors, uh, Dwayne Jones, who played uh, the role, was mm-hmm. just what he quote unquote said the best actor friend he we had to play it. And he he is the best actor in the in the movie. He really is, yeah. and he pulls it off. And yeah, um, and he's he just does such a great job. Yeah. I didn't start out watching that movie when I became a lover of zombies. Right. Uh, my first Romero film was uh, the 1978 original of Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is the group of survivors that were trapped in the mall uh, during the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and the movie sparked my love for everything zombie. I love the social commentary of the consumerism. Mm-hmm. But what I really found fascinating were the characters, human nature and their survival skills. I I think that's what really puts um, his films over the top. He really wrote well-rounded stories with a mix of social commentary, satire, gore, Mm -hmm. and my beloved zombies, which is all a good combination. And for me, the pure horror of the dead coming back, wanting to eat you, is terrifying. But this, for me, is horror at its best. I also find it fascinating that Romero could imagine such an amazing concept and bring it to life so beautifully as he did. And... Romero for me was such just such a visionary. So I really want to thank George A. Romero, who Tarantino said the A stood for a fucking genius, <laughs> uh, for sparking my everlasting love for the zombie genre of movies and television. And one article I came across said, we may have not seen the last of him yet. We'll <laughs> yeah, see that's if that's great. true, but rest in peace, Mr. Romero. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there were zombies before George Romero, um, but they were always used in a different way. They were always like, okay, this, you know, it's more of like a voodoo story. Right. You know, one, one particular person being brought back as a zombie to, right. to be a slave, like that sort of thing. Um, but like hordes of them. They're an epidemic. Yeah, hordes of them, an extinction event used in a, as an extinction, extinction event. That was all George Romero. Right. Romero, shoot him in the head. You know, mm-hmm. they want to eat human flesh. All that, that's, that's all him. And yeah, and now look at I know, look now at look zombie. at the... Well, you <laughs> all know true. how much I love zombie movies. And, um, you know, he was, he, was, he was it. Yeah, a true hero of horror. Really, for sure. Zombies. So uh, do you want to tell the listeners about... Uh, our little future little trip. Yes, I'm I'm so excited. excited. In a couple of weeks, we're going to go to Atlanta um, or just outside Atlanta, I guess. And we're going to do the walking dead tour. I'm so excited. We get to see Alexandria house, the actual places. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. I I think um, what we'll probably do is remote, We'll probably remotely um, record over there and get our first impressions on the tour. Um, and I'm hoping we can wrap it all up into like the season finale uh, of this first season of, of uh, the Date Night Horror Show. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, we want to review and curate horror, but we also want to do things like attractions and you know, haunted mazes and theme parks. Interview. And we're going to interview. We want to do. Yeah, people. we want to get in, interviews in there. All things horror. So this will be one of those first steps. Zombies. Is there anything else you want to talk about in your zombie episode? Uh, thanks for doing the zombie episode because yeah. it was. I love. I'm very passionate about the zombies. Hopefully, I was able to articulate that um, because I do. It is my favorite genre of movies. Um, so, but it was fun. It was fun to talk about him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, cool. So, um, I think this is a wrap for, for the zombie episode. Awesome. Cool. Scare you later. The Date Night Horror Show is written and produced by Enzo and Reina. All music written and produced by Enzo.